This is the Man in a Room podcast. Netflix documentaries. Oh, how I love a good Netflix documentary. Although what I've noticed, having seen so many of them, they all have the same sort of thing going on with them, as it were. What I mean by this is that it's very... Like, it's like a template, so basically you have to have the, the drone shots, the slow-motion drone shots, and the slow-motion and the the pregnant pauses before someone's about to say something and all that kind of thing. And obviously, the, the you know, say for example, a documentary years ago used to last maybe two hours, two and a half, you know, I'm thinking here like Bowling for Columbine or Fahrenheit 9-11, all that kind of stuff, about two hours long, like a feature film. But these things now, oh no, 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 these things are massive I've recently watched one in one day, I'd like to add as well, which i a little bit embarrassed about, but also quite proud. I managed to watch all of Tiger King in one day. That's about five hours of material right there. And uh, yeah, I was a bit surprised to not see the return of the singing Warthog and Meerkat. But, you know, maybe they were just busy. I guess it's live action. It'd be more difficult to do. But it was uh, I really did I really did enjoy it. I'm not going to go into any detail about it specifically, but the thing is with it is that a few people recommended it to me to the point where I thought, well, I don't really want to jump on the bandwagon with it all because I did that. I held out with Breaking Bad for absolutely ages, and um, the thing is though, it, it depends on who actually suggests for me to watch a documentary or a film or whatever. If, if the suggestion comes from somebody that I trust, uh, their taste wise, I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely give that a watch. And um, that was the, one of the reasons why I sort of put it off because I knew uh, my brother recommended it to me, and then it turned out my sister had already seen it as well. She also binge watched it. My brother also watched it in one day. And um, the thing was, I knew that if I started watching it, I knew that I wouldn't be able to stop watching it. If that makes any sense, because the the people around me who were suggesting it uh, would imply that is like binge worthy. Um, and yeah, so I watched it all in one day. Really enjoyed it. Um, won't go into any details about it, like I say, because I don't know if people want to watch it. And it's it's one of those ones that has lots of twists and turns. And that's what's good about Netflix documentaries. They really get into the, the nuts and the bolts of all the weird stuff that happens. Um, although I would say the uh, Tiger King documentary series specifically, like each episode was like its own thing almost. But obviously it, prog- the, it pro- obviously progressed the story as well. But there'd be like little... Uh, uh, what's the word? Like tangents that the story has that it will just like spend like forty-five minutes solid just talking about one thing. Carol Baskins, um, that's a good episode. That one. Um, but yeah, there was another documentary I did like that as well. This is called what was it called? Anybody? Anybody remember? It was called The Confession Killer. That was it. That was a good documentary as well. And uh, I went for a phase just watching loads and loads and loads of Netflix documentaries. I watched that one. I watched. The Devil Next Door, that was another good one. I had lots of twists and turns in it. I recommend that one as well. Although, I will be honest, sometimes these documentary series are a bit much um, upsetting, I mean. That one's about the Holocaust, which obviously isn't funny. And, uh, you know, it's just like, mm, it's made you feel sort of uneasy, which is obviously the point. And uh, obviously the uh, Don't F With Cats documentary series, which, although doesn't implicitly show animal cruelty, uh, you still hear it. You hear it, and you don't really need to see that. I mean, it's not nice stuff. Um, especially as a cat lover. I'm sorry to tell you, I'm a massive cat lover. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, that's quite, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things that, you know, you want to sort of, because I find if a, if a documentary series is in a certain mindset, like if it's about something quite dark or mysterious or whatever, it's one of those ones I want to just plow straight through. Otherwise, I'll be, I'll be hanging in my head, just sort of just hanging about, you know? I watched this documentary series, I can't what it's called, about this, this doctor. She became a doctor so she could prescribe drugs to people so she basically had this she had like a late night doctor surgery and she'd basically uh people would come in for a prescription as it were as being a doctor with a little prescription pad and she'd basically write whatever they wanted they'd, they'd give her money she'd say what do you want they are have some morphine or whatever and uh yeah it was actually quite it's uh yeah it's, good. it's a good documentary that one as well although i would say um the problem was is that sometimes in these netflix documentaries it, they have some funny names in it and that one specifically, it, it, okay, so basically the woman was called Dr. Cleggett. Look her up if you see a wish. And uh, so they started, they said, oh, Dr. Cleggett this, Dr. Cleggett that. And I was like, okay. And then, uh, what Dr. Cleggett did know? And it's like, oh, yeah, Dr. Cleggett. And they kept saying the word Cleggett over and over and over and over again. And then the word Cleggett, it sounds funny now, I'm now saying it like that. The word Cleggett was used so many times, it became funny. So yeah, Dr. Cleggett, stop saying it with a straight face now, come on. You said Cleggett so many times now, how are you keeping a straight face? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do like a, a good old documentary series on Netflix. I also like the fact that they've, they've actually got the old Louis Theroux's on it, the Louis Theroux Weird Weekends. I love those. Um, they're my favourite documentary series. In fact, Louis Theroux's my favourite documentarianism. Documentarianism? Documentarist. It's that documentary filmmaker. There we go. Why was I trying to get this made-up word about absolutely nothing there? Documentarianist. Yeah? Does that work? Um, but yeah, so we've been watching those as well. And uh, yeah, it's quite funny. I've been watching, re-watching uh, Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends. And it turns out that all these years later, all the stuff that he covered in Weird Weekends, like 20-odd years ago, I still find very fascinating. So that's actually quite interesting. It's like he's um and not his uh what was it the um the aliens you've got the like the the Christians, um, like swingers wrestling, all fascinating stuff. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. So a, a good a good low old documentary uh, on Netflix. So I do say like you know the, the the sort of thing you have to sort of get out of the way. I mean, making a murderer. Not gonna go into that. Uh, but that's one of those ones that's just, it's just so long. And then another one called The Staircase. Oh, my goodness. But these are so negative. So, like, we want a happy documentary about something happy and nice. I mean, the Jim and Andy. Well, oh, I'm going to stop talking about Netflix. Oh, I don't get paid by Netflix to talk about Netflix. In fact, years ago, I backed. I, I tied my horse to love film. What a stupid mistake that was. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.